Welcome to Cultivating Change, Stories of Regenerative Ag, the podcast from SIBO Technologies that digs deep into the transformative power of regenerative farming programs. Let's get started. In this podcast, we are talking about additionality. In carbon programs, additionality is a vital component in creating high-quality, valid carbon and greenhouse gas reduction programs. Additionality means that carbon being sequestered or the emissions being reduced are net new. They would not have happened otherwise. In this second part of Breaking Down the Farm Gate, Dan Ryan continues the conversation with Jamie McKinnon, Senior Vice President of Carbon Programs at A New Climate, Jamie Ridgely, Director of Carbon Program Development and Carbon Services at Lando Lakes Truterra, and Ryan Findlay, Regional Lead Business Development for Carbon Banking at Rabobank. Let's join the conversation. Let's pick up on that topic of additionality and the fact that growers that have historically been doing these good practices are, in many cases, not eligible for some traditional carbon credit or carbon offset programs. Um, you know, Jamie, maybe you can hit on this. I know some of the work like the Locus Ag work is pretty clear cut what's additional or not. They use the product or they didn't. And how do you how do you see that? And do you see the the, the, the registries or the standards bodies changing how they think about these things and how is how is scope three fit into that mix as well yeah happy to additionality is a uh, it's, it's it's a difficult concept for people to accept and then wrap their heads around you know additionality is a core tenant of the greenhouse gas offset market and has been from its inception you can argue for it or against it in terms of whether it's needed to enable new greater climate action and the arguments for, well, the way to incentivize climate action is by by rewarding those uh, early adopters. Uh, there's, without getting into the the arguments of, of whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, it I don't see the registries relaxing that assumption uh, in today's environment. The registries under a lot of scrutiny uh, in the integrity of these reductions. And so far, the ag market has somewhat escaped that scrutiny, but it is coming. Uh, and it will come, and uh, and so the registries are really going to safeguard that. Now, I think that where they are going to to relax that assumption, and I, where I think it is really quite reasonable, is in a scope three program. The scope three is referred to its inventory based accounting. You're not saying, okay, this project uh, reduced this, and I incentivized it. What you're saying is. Uh, this farm and its emissions are in one, my scope three. And what I procure in bushels of corn is lower carbon intensity because of these practices. Uh, so I think there's a very good argument to relax the additionality assumption in scope three programs. Now, are you relaxing it entirely or are you relaxing or just with a, a less stringent uh, criteria? I think is, uh, is, uh, is up for debate. But I, I will say there are, there are interesting ways to, to meet the, the standards of offset criteria with additionality. Uh, you know, one of them, the, the, the Locus Ag program indeed has a lot of farmers who did cover cropping and reduced tillage 15 years ago and were told no uh, in carbon offset programs. But because they are adopting a new practice, in this case, 
a biological soil amendment, then that provides additionality. And the interesting thing is in the adoption of new practices, additionality is considered as a weighted average of the practices. So you may find your, you know, farmers in a county where adoption of reduced tillage is, is not additional in and of itself. But maybe when you're talking about the adoption of reduced nitrogen cover cropping and something else. And so uh, it's been very successful at attracting growers uh, who, who were very frustrated from the additionality uh, argument before. Um, but it, it, it's an evolving uh, it's an evolving question, there's no, no doubt. Ryan or Jamie, anything to add to that? That was a pretty good definition. I think from my my perspective, we we get caught up in the technical side of this. And so I think Jamie did a great job of explaining that. When we engage with a grower, historically, growers are going to have a sense of continuous improvement. I mean, the way we are farming today is likely different from how most farms were farming 30 years ago, which is different from how they were farming 30 years prior to that. And so a lot of times farmers will will hear the technical definition of additionality and they get frustrated and they, they put up a defensive posture and push back a little bit. But I think if the mindset is, we'll just maintain this continuous improvement how am I refining my nitrogen use? How am I looking at additional practices as I go forward? If they maintain that mindset, I think this fits well in the future. It's it's just right now it it may be the technical side and the grower mindset may may bristle a little bit at each other. Yeah, I, I think that's a really great description, Ryan. And so at Truterra, we're seeing the scope three market being a place that we can maybe position those two things alongside each other a little better, just like you said, because of whether it be yield improvements um, combined with that continuous quality improvement approach, you know, where we're getting um, by, by, you know, really solid informed decision-making from an input standpoint um, and we're getting continued increased output for, for unit of input. Um, for lack of a better term, and then combining that with transition to to true regenerative practices, we are getting that continuous improvement. And so then it's really about how do we set up simple programs, which is not simple, but how do we set up simple programs that can um, help a grower understand what sort of return they could expect to get on something like that? And how do we, you know, make it easy for them to participate in that market and somewhat predictable. Um, and that's, that's still all not simple, um, but uh, definitely kind of agree with what you're saying in terms of that's the farmer mindset that I do believe will deliver the change that we need to see in agriculture, but it's just linking the two that the upstream and the downstream needs together to actually produce that output. Thank you for joining us on another inspiring episode of Cultivating Change, Stories of Regenerative Ag. We hope you found today's conversation enlightening and empowering. Remember, regenerative agriculture is not just about cultivating the land. It's about cultivating change. Each one of us has a role to play in restoring the health of our ecosystems and building a more sustainable world. If you enjoyed this episode and want to stay connected, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. We'd love to hear your thoughts, ideas, and any questions you might have. Until next time, keep sowing the seeds of resilience, nurturing our planet, and embracing regenerative practices. Together, we can create a greener, healthier future.
This has been Cultivating Change, Stories of Regenerative Ag. I'm your host, Billy Crichton. See you next time.